Welcome to the Ed Epley Experience Mini Log. Let professional management expert Ed Epley inspire you to take action on building a more sustainable, smart, and healthy business. Hello, everyone. This is Ed Epley. Another mini log for you. Today's is about self awareness. You know, I've been fortunate to see some great leaders, some above average talent for a long time. And I've come to one major conclusion. There is one indisputable thing that separates the best leaders I know from the average ones or even poor ones, and that is self-awareness. In my book, Let's Be Clear, I talk about five things that leaders do, and those are tactics that leaders use as a part of their job to be effective leaders. But I'm not talking about those. I'm talking now about the characteristics of the people who become, I think, great leaders. And there's four things that I've seen that allow people to become really highly effective leaders. Number one is they have a certain kind of intellect. They have a capacity to think and solve problems and learn from those solving of problems. And there's some level of curiosity that they have. So there's this capacity to think that's usually a little bit different than the average person that allows them to be able to become more effective over time. So when when they have this right kind of intellect, the thing you know about this person as a leader is they will continue to grow. Second thing is they have a, a level of humility that you don't necessarily see in, in average leaders. And because they have this humility, which usually comes from having made some mistakes and not always been successful, a couple of things happen. One, they don't think of themselves as being perfect. They don't fall into the trap of being arrogant. And while arrogance is an ugly thing in terms of you know people thinking they're better than others, that's not really the most dangerous thing for a leader as uh, in being arrogant, in my opinion. The most dangerous consequence of being arrogant is we think the rules that apply to others don't apply to us. And as a result, we don't listen. And so one of the reasons why humility can be so important to a leader is it means that they're going to be open to the fact that they may not know the right answer all the time. So they're more willing to listen to other people. The third thing is they have the right level of drive. Uh, They have the right level of competitiveness and for the right reasons. Some leaders are reward-based and Pat Lynch only talks about this in his book, The Motive. So they are, they are thinking about when they become a leader, it's because of what it does for them. But the best leaders that I know of are responsibility-based and they actually see being a leader somewhat of, of a burden. And what I mean by that is they recognize there's work to be done when you're a leader that you wouldn't have to otherwise do. Things like, and Pat talks about this in the book, they're willing to manage individuals. They're also willing to manage teams. They're willing to over-communicate. Um, and they're also willing to make sure that they run great meetings. And the last thing is they're not afraid of uncomfortable conversations. So this drive, this hunger to, and, and you know what? And they're also competitive, not with, with others as so much with themselves. That right level of drive is really crucial to being an effective leader. The last one is emotional intelligence. And when, when, they, when we have emotional intelligence, and, and I am the worst at emotional intelligence in my personal life. If, if my wife of 38 years was on this mini log with me, she would tell you the same thing. That I have good antenna. I can receive what other people send. That's part of emotional intelligence. So I can pick up what you're sending to me. That's part one of being emotionally intelligent. Number two, I can even interpret it. Even if you don't send the right message, sometimes Fran doesn't always use the right words to say what she means. But if I really work at it, I can get the meaning even if she's not effective at communicating with it. But then sometimes where I fall down in emotional intelligence is I don't care. 
whatever she's sending, I've picked up, I've received, but it's not on my radar as being that important. In fact, there'll be times when I'll say, do you want me to care about this? And she'll say, yes. And I'll say, but I don't, it's not something that's important to me. And she says, but you need to care about this. So she's trying to coach me, but not all the times do leaders care about what their people are sending them in terms of messages. The last part of emotional intelligence though, and the one that I think is the biggest trap for the vast majority of us as leaders is we don't understand the impact our behavior has on other people. So what I want you to think about is what is it that you do when you're walking down the hallways? What's the message that's being sent? And do people necessarily take from it what you would want them to? Likewise, when you're in meetings, what does your facial expression say to other people? What does your body language say in terms of whether your arms are crossed or uncrossed and whether you lean forward or lean back? Think about the impact of your behavior on the business. That's the biggest trap, the impact of our behavior on the business and on other people, that lack of self-awareness for the average leader. Thanks for listening to the Ed Epley Minilog. Visit www.theepleygroup.com for resources, tips, Ed's latest blogs, and a free assessment on where to improve your professional management skills.